0: Bucketheads, what's up? It's Joe with at CPB DFS. And with me, as always, is Birdie Bird. Bird, what's up? Bird, what's Joseph, the word? How we doing my friend? Hey, it's uh it's Friday night. Oh man, this is great.
1: Uh, gonna be a great slate on Saturday, like all night, all day, all night. Super, super excited about
0: this one. Yeah. Uh big payout too, 10k to first on the slate we're breaking down.
1: Yeah, so so they have bumped that up. It's nice to see. Um, you know, 10 K to first and, and like a hundred dollars to 10th, which, uh, you know, whatever, at yeah. least we've got some, some more pot in, in, you know, more, more, uh, more winnings in there. So we'll take it. Uh, but maybe they can level them out a little bit in the future.
0: Hey, uh, before we get into the slate, I I want to just acknowledge, uh, the prize pick size elephant in the room. What a week, which is coming to a screeching halt tonight, but what a week.
1: Yeah. And we knew it was going to come to a halt here at some point, but yeah, geez, we've, we've been on a full heater, that's been super fun. If you're not playing Prize Picks, you can use promo code CBBDFS for 100% deposit match. Uh, we have been locked in lately, and and we'll have we'll tweet out um, some Prize Picks tomorrow morning.
0: Yeah, so look for those on the Twitter machine as you listen to these pods. Maybe you're taking a train into the city to go do some day drinking. I don't know. Um, you know, listen to the pod, look at the Twitter, get the Prize Picks. Three and zero on Monday, two and one on Tuesday. 3 and 0 Wednesday, 3 and 0 Thursday and then we're not going to just talk about tonight. Those four game sites are tough when there isn't a lot of options.
1: Yeah, but when you rack off 3 3 and 0s, that kind of pays for probably a multiple weeks of of price picks. So, so that was good to see. It,
0: it does. That new laptop for me is coming sooner rather than later.
1: Oh yeah. You can know MacBook.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Return of the MacBook.
0: Yeah, well I, it's not return, it, it'd be an all new one.
1: Oh, that would make more sense. That
0: would make Yeah, yeah, sense. yeah. I, I could get a refurbished one, then return of the MacBook makes sense.
1: Uh, I never buy refurbished things, but anyways, we're off track. We're going to try to do this one in like 45 minutes. We say that every time, we never
0: Good actually luck. pull it off. But. But with these Big 12 games, it might be kind of easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you pretended those Big 12 games didn't exist, you'd probably be okay.
0: Um, you might want to pretend they don't exist when you build your lineup tomorrow.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: But let's start with the the first tip that's listed in DK order here. That's Illinois, uh, Illinois, Michigan state kind of a, a revenge game, maybe for Michigan state, Illinois got them the first time 56 to 55. Um, in this one, Michigan state is a one point favorite. Ken Palm has the over under a little higher, a lot higher than that first game um, at one forty one. bird. What's your initial impr- impressions here?
1: Yeah, it should be a great game. It uh, should be a great environment. Uh, Michigan state struggled a little bit lately. Um, they have, and, obviously they have a ton of, of big guys that they can throw at Kofi. Um, I'm just, I'm not sure anybody can, can check him. I, I think he, you know, I, am not sure if he'll smash the slate or not, but I think he's probably pretty safe. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah. I, I think Kofi's pretty, pretty safe. I, I, am not worried about the Michigan state's bigs holding him down.
1: No, I'm not either. Um, Otherwise, I mean, otherwise, you know, we live by Illinois. We're close to Illinois. R.J. Melendez is really the story here locally, a freshman kid from Puerto Rico. He's 3,800, playing a lot more minutes, and he's kind of almost forcing Underwood's hand to keep playing him a little bit more, especially if Granderson and Devontae continue to struggle.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's someone that that Underwood likes. You know, I I think, you know, shout out to James. He's mentioned that he's going to be a player in the future, but that future seems to be coming more sooner than later. Um, What about on the Michigan State side? Anything that jumps out to you there? I know Banger, Bingham had a decent game the first time?
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to see you know so so AJ Hoggard got, got kind of banged up this earlier this week. If he were to for some reason, if he were to miss, you know being able to get Walker at at a forty nine hundred, if Hoggard happened to miss some time would be would be really interesting. Otherwise when they play, they kind of just cannibalize each other and it's hard to it's hard to pick. I think Hoggard's probably a better player. Um, but mm-hmm. but if, they, if they're both playing, it's just kind of hard to flip a coin there.
0: Yeah. No, I, I've, I've not been in love with Michigan State from a DFS per, per perspective all year. Um, if I'm playing this game, it's probably if I can get King Kofi in a lineup. Um, uh, Frazier, I think, feels safe as well for the Illini. Melendez is super intriguing at 3,800. But I don't really see much on the Sparty side of this.
1: Yeah, it's too bad. You know, Max Christie is down to five, you know, fifty-one hundred. a Chicago kid, you know, probably going to play a little bit harder uh, against, uh, you know, the uh, an in-state school that he considered. Um, But he has just really struggled lately. It's just hard to hard to press the button, even though he's playing over 30 minutes a game. He just really hasn't done much with it lately.
0: Yeah. Hey, we got a lot of good games on the slate, so let's keep moving. And this is probably the best Big 12 game on the slate. This is TCU at Baylor. I only say that because they're going to score some points in this one.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. So, uh, 75-62 is the over/under on Ken Palm. Um, Baylor won the first matchup, 79-64, and and so from a TCU side, I, you know, I think the, who the bucket heads are going to look to first is what what's Ed, Eddie Lampkin's price point, point. And, and it's up to 5,200. Um, but he's played over 28 minutes in, in three straight games. He's averaged over five set uh, over five X over his last five games, and and so he is playing really really well. Uh, lately but that price
0: is starting to creep up Bert is he the guy with the nil uh the the nil endorsement that you tweeted you had in your article this week
1: yeah you got chicken express he's got the chicken the eddie Man. Lampkin. yeah eddie <laughs> Lampkin and one meal sounds delicious it does sound delicious but he's been eating lately so i mean i think his price is coming up and baylor is is really good defensively so yeah Um, otherwise, you know, it's hard for, for me to get excited about the TCU options. Mike Mills had that wrist injury. He's kind of struggled, you know, shooting, especially lately, uh, Damian ball got nicked up last game. And so it just, you know, I, I don't outside of Lampkin, I'm probably not looking into any of the Horn frogs.
0: Yeah. I I'd probably chicken out if I was to play someone from TCU. (laughs) Oh, what about Baylor? Uh, so
1: obviously, you know, JTT is out. For Baylor. So that, that was yeah. big news a, a little over a week ago. Um, Flo Thamba kind of battled foul trouble, but he played 27, 27 minutes. He's still only 5k. So I think he's kind of an interesting GPP option. Um, and with JTT out, it also helps Sokan, um, but he really hasn't shown enough upside lately. Um, and then you've just got a bunch of like, kind of those like fringe GPP options, right? Um, Flagler had 34 DK against TCU back in early January. He's super scoring dependent, but his price is down twelve hundred from the first time he played TCU and he's getting double digit shots almost every game. Akinjo, I know is the guy you like, Joe, um, yeah. kind of just like, a, you know, he's he's a professional, right? Like he just goes out and and does his thing. He's got 30 DK and three straight and 15 under off his kind of peak price point. Did, did anybody else kind of stand out from you for Baylor? It just seems like there's a, like just a lot of fringe options there.
0: Well, not really stand out's not the right word, but you do see a name like Matthew Mayer that we all know. That's only fifty six hundred. You know, what do you do with that? I think, I don't know. What's your take on What's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, gosh, look at last year's Matthew Mayer, and it's like, oh my gosh, I, I'd love to pay fifty six hundred for this guy who's shooting threes, grabbing rebounds, blocking shots, and he just hasn't really clicked this year. Uh, Kendall Brown's another guy who's just super athletic, but he's never had 30 DK in, in a game this season. So I think there's a lot of fringe options there uh, that you could consider, um, but nobody that I'm probably passionate uh, enough about to say, you know, you've got to play this guy.
0: No, I, I hear you. And that's, that's why you, that, that's why you listen to the, uh, the podcast, because I think the casual fans are going to come in when they see the higher price point. I think the Matthew Mayer at 5,600 will, will pop for a couple of people. And I think. This is why the bucket heads that are listening right now know to probably stay away.
1: Yeah, I I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, Let's move on to the Big East. Let's move on to one of your conferences, Joe. And and so, UConn's going to be around a six point favorite with an over under of 140 at home uh, hosting Xavier. And I mean, so what do you think about Nunji? You know, Nunji's kind of one of our guys uh, starting to play a ton of minutes now, so price goes up with that. But uh, any thoughts on Nunji and the rest, the rest of the Musketeers?
0: Well, I think I think Nunji's solid. 7,600 is solid. Um, he's been really good. Um, Xavier's not playing the best right now. They're a little out of form. They've lost three of their last four. Um, uh, now, they did win this first meeting in stores, and that was a 74-68 to 68 winner. Nunji had 22-9 and, and really outplayed Sunogo in that matchup. Um, what I like about Nunji in this matchup particularly is his ability to uh, get to the line and draw fouls. He averages uh 5.4 fouls drawn per 40. And right now, if you look at Sonogo's game logs, they're not the greatest, but the main reason for that is foul trouble. If he can stay out of foul trouble and play, you know, 15 minutes in the first half, as opposed to eight, he's going to smash. He's going to get, he's going to get, he's going to be on his way to another 40 DK day. It just that hasn't been the case lately. And with Nunji's track record of drawing contact and the way he's playing lately, I, I'm definitely concerned about this one, uh, especially, uh, uh, you know, I, I just, there's, there's my concerns there. Um, as for rest of the, as for the rest of Xavier, um, I think Scruggs is always in play at 7,200. You know, I never play Kobe Jones, Colby Jones. He, he's a good player. He's fine in cash options. Um, he just doesn't, have enough of that upside for me for the price tag you're playing. I'd much rather pay for Scruggs who does a little bit of everything and is someone who can go out and get 15 DK in five minutes of floor time. So um that really kind of winds up my my uh Xavier side of this.
1: Yeah I, I worry a little bit of how they're playing lately. They just they just seem to be off a little bit, which is a little scary going on the road to UConn is going to be tough. Any thoughts? You know obviously if if Johnson's out again uh, Kunkel probably is a guy that we would look hard at at 3,800. Um, but if 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 Johnson was to play, do you just mess around with? Do you do you even look at those?
0: No, you faded you faded altogether because Johnson was in a pretty bad shooting slump before he got hurt. Um and actually uh Duan Odom started last game, not Kunkel. Now Kunkel played more minutes, had the better fantasy day. That's because Kunkel's a better fantasy player. He's he's a he's a scorer where Duan Odom's just kind of that lockdown perimeter defender, Avery Bradley type, right? Um yeah. so uh if you read who the starter is and you try to jam in Odom at 4,300, it's not going to make sense. Um, I'm probably just fading the two guard spot altogether. If Johnson is out and I want to get a cheap dart, Kunkel at 3,800 makes sense. But I mean, I'd almost rather take a chance on uh, the Illinois kid.
1: Oh, big Melendez guy. Okay. I like it. And Melendez has been awesome. So let's, let's, let's be clear about that too. Hey, uh, on Yukon side, you know, so you, you mentioned Sanago a little bit, if he can, avoid foul trouble. Uh, He's got kind of smash the slate potential. His price is is starting to go back up to where it should be. Um, So I think we hit on him well. But what about the rest of the UConn options?
0: I think Cole's steady. Uh, 7,500, he should get 30 DK, which is not going to kill you. He's got a very high floor and this is a big game at home. So I do like RJ Cole quite a bit. Um, especially in cash builds. Uh, Tyrese Martin's been playing really well lately. He's over 16 points in his last four. In those four, he's averaged 17 and nine, and he's had two big double-doubles. And he's a real matchup problem for Xavier um, Xavier's a weird team where they're kind of six three or six nine. You know that that's their lineup. There's no mid tier guys, and that's where Tyrese Martin falls in at 6'6 as a as kind of a power wing. And uh, with the way he's playing, I, I could see Tyrese Martin doing some damage at seven thousand one hundred. Um, yeah, I I, I I would probably lean. This is going to be a shocker because I'm the biggest Sanogo guy, but uh, I'd probably lean Martin over over Adama.
1: Wow. I, I think you get Martin at a lot lower ownership too. I think people are just for sure. You know, they they continue to think about Sanago on that price being at, you know, fifty six hundred, fifty eight hundred, which was completely wrong. You know, and, and seven thousand is probably probably too low as well. But you're right, Martin has been awesome. And you look at his game logs last four games, he's played really well. His worst game was the twenty seven DK against Xavier, but he took yeah. fourteen shots in that game.
0: Mm-hmm. No, he, he's he's an aggressive player. I think this is going to be one of the better, like, pure basketball games. There's a good nice rivalry here. Lots on the line from a Big E standpoint. Both these teams are probably going to the tournament but need to improve positioning. So I think it'll be uh, an excellent game to watch. But from a DFS perspective, I think it's priced appropriately. I probably don't want too much of this game, but a piece or two wouldn't kill you.
1: Yeah, let's go to another rivalry game. You know Texas Tech at Texas. Um, unfortunately, over-under of 123 makes this one you know kind of a barf bucket right you know top 10 defensively you know texas plays 354th in pace
0: yes can we do this The the old bird rock fight here it comes
1: god my my conferences this year just they're not very good anyway so so mcculler's in a boot right now for texas tech if he doesn't play that's a huge bump for terrence shannon uh shannon's a guy that our bucket heads have known you know he's a guy who can go out and score he can go out and rebound He's got 30 DK in back-to-back games, uh, seems to be fully healthy from that back injury. Um, so I think you could look at him at 5,300. And Adonis Arms has been really good, especially when McCullough's out. He would run the point guard. Uh, he's got back-to-back 5X efforts and flashed earlier this year when he got more playing time. And so that's who I would say from a Texas Tech side. Um, for Texas, no Trey Mitchell means we're going to get a bunch of Christian Bishop. And he's only 5,300. And we know Tech is elite inside the arc defensively. But Bishop's gonna see close to thirty minutes and, and Joe as a guy who covered Creighton, we saw times where Bishop could really flash.
0: Yeah, no, he he's an active player. Um he he's not just a straight back to the basket big, you know, he can take you outside. um, He'll rebound. I think when he gets 30 minutes, he can do some good teams, some good things. You look at the last two, last couple times he's played over 20 minutes. He's comfortably gone over 20 DK and then 31 DK in his last outing. So at 5,300, I think Bishop's live despite the game environment.
1: Yep. I I think so. Otherwise, you know, tech does give up some threes. You could look at uh, Andrew Jones to maybe keep things going. He's coming off one of his better games of the season. And, and really, I think his minutes have gone up and, and Courtney Ramey's minutes have gone down. Ramey's all the way down to forty three hundred was a guy who used to be a kind of consistent twenty five to thirty DK score. Um, so maybe, you, you know, he resurrects his his soul, of, you know, in a, in a rivalry game tomorrow.
0: I like it. Well, like we said at the top of this, though, over under here is one twenty three. <coughs> you ready to move on to something a little more a little more fun? Uh, the the funnest, right? Is is that is that even a word? Funnest? Yeah, word. It, is, it is on the it is for the bucketheads. It's in the buckethead dictionary.
1: Well, this one's going to be the funnest.
0: All right, uh, it, it, lead lead it lead it into me. Well,
1: Alabama at Kentucky. Yeah. Ken Palm's got this one, 83-73, which is an over/under of 156. Yeah. They got Ken, Ken, Kentucky has <laughs> a 10-point favorite. Uh, weirdly mm-hmm. enough, you know, the first time they met, it was only 66, 55. Uh, yeah. but Bama was a complete brick factory from three. They shot yeah. three of 30 from deep. Uh, Joseph, bring us some heat in this game.
0: Uh, bring us some heat. See- all right. So first and foremost, uh, uh, Cal had a presser on Wednesday. Coach Cal did for Kentucky and said that Ty Ty is oh, more than likely going to miss and he might miss all of next week as well. So that is a big chunk missing from Kentucky. Big bump to Wheeler at 6,700. Big bump to Grady at 5,800. And really, the largest benefactor here is probably Davion Mintz at 5,100. He'll start at the two and eat up all those minutes. Uh, he's not uh, the sexiest play, but he, he 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 fills the stat sheet, and he's always around the ball. So uh, I'm not saying Mince is going to break a slate, but at 5,100, he's definitely live in a game that's going to be super fast-paced that Kentucky is favored at home. He's going to make mincemeat out of Bama. He, he could. He, he he could. Actually, I I, I I like Grady a lot, too. You know, yeah. whenever – I assume Bama's going to shoot better from three three to 30. And, and when teams start hitting threes against Grady, he's someone who will put it on his shoulders to hit some threes right back. So at 5,800, I think he's a live GPP dart. And Wheeler at 6,700 is going to be handing out all the assists and, and getting into the lane. Now we haven't talked about the Ken Palm's number one player in the nation yet. That's Oscar. I'm using air quotes here. So visualize me doing the air quotes. Oscar had just 40 DK in in, against Bama in the first meeting, um, (laughs) 10 points, 15 rebounds. Uh, Bama does have a lot of bigs as, as we all know, because we all try to jam them into our lineups for cheap. So they'll run four bigs at them. And, uh, You know, Oscar was frustrated the last time. Nate Oates had a pretty good plan for him, didn't shoot very well from the field and only had the 10 points. And again, air quotes, just 40 DK. Um, Charles, uh, or Betty actually had a really nice game against him. He had 27 DK, one of his better games of the year. Um, He's uh, a lot younger, but he's athletic and he's a full seven feet. So he gave him some problems in the first meeting. So maybe Betty at 4900, if you think that's going to replicate, could be an option.
1: Yeah, Betty Aco looks like he's got the most skill set of, of those Bama forwards. He does. It's um, just a really green. intriguing prospect. Yeah, he's just young.
0: Um, but then on the Bama side, uh, you know, Shackelford's prices come down, um, which is nice to see him under eight. He's always live at that amount. Quinterly at 6,900 is always a good play. <laughs> I was uh, texting uh, my brother-in-law earlier today, and he says, since Bama has no business winning this game, I should play the money line, right? and that's correct um uh you know it'd be worth a small wager because i I think this is the type of game where bama comes out and wins even though it's at kentucky Uh, i'll definitely play within the 10 i don't know if i'm playing the money line um i I think quinterly and shack make a lot of sense i think that uh uh, jd davison's could have a very big game tie is a big loss for that team um i'm bird you'll be surprised on this i'm kind of off the ellis train um yeah, you he's know, been he's been so
1: frustrating this year. I, I I know he wasn't gonna be Herb Jones. Like, I, I mean, obviously, you know, he's gonna be Herb Jones, but he could have. You know, we envisioned like a Herb Jones light, like a little bit shorter version of Herb Jones who can kind of do yeah. everything. And it just really hasn't it just hasn't gotten there this year. It's so frustrating.
0: Yeah, his offense is just a little too inconsistent. Um, you know, defense is is really good, but sometimes overly aggressive, which leads to stupid fouls. He turns the ball over a lot more than Herb did. Um, I don't. I don't hate Ellis uh, in this matchup, but I, I'm not probably going to play him in DFS because, again, he's a little too expensive for me. Um, as far as the rest of the Bama forwards, and then we can move on from this game. Um, you know, it's always like we mentioned, uh, Miles and Gurley both have the ability to pop off for 25, 27, and if Bama wins this game or keeps it close, one of them is going to do that. But at the same time, it's it's a one in it's a 20% shot that you're going to hit that guy who is the one who pops off. So it's probably best to avoid it and look for some other cheap options. Um, And then one more like real, real, real deep cut, definitely not a recommendation with Ty Ty going down. um, Cal has very, very thin guard depth on this team. Um, So you look at someone like Deontay Allen or Bryson Hopkins, both those guys are at the minimum. Uh, Someone could in the past, they've stepped up and played 15, 18 minutes. Uh, anytime you're playing Bama in a a pace like this, if you get 15 to 18 minutes, you can do some damage, especially at 3,000. This is not a recommendation, but if you check out Twitter and you see something that says Deontay Allen's going to get some run or Bryson Hopkins could see some PT, maybe that's a, maybe that's a, the old unicorn play.
1: Yeah. True. Purple unicorn there. Um, The, yeah. You know, so I I think obviously you're, you're SEC guy, but, uh, if, if you're hoping for a track meet here, and you, and you truly think there's going to be a track meet, I think Quinnerly at 6,900, yep, and Severe Wheeler at 6,700 would, would make a lot of sense as like a, a potential like just stack the top two point guards, and, and just hope for a billion points because they're going to be involved in all of them.
0: Yeah, I really like that in a build. And you can throw in a third one if something fits your build in that price. Because if this gets into the high 150s like it's projecting, then you, you the who's going to get the points is pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. I like it, Joe. That's going to be a great game. I, I think uh, another really good DFS game that maybe will go under the radar uh, is Notre Dame at Wake Forest.
0: Well, that's because um, you're a Wake Forest fan.
1: Well, that's because they're awesome. Even though they played like shit last game, I was so frustrated. Um, over/under of 142 per Ken Palm. And again, you know, we're recording this on Friday night, so we haven't looked at the at the lines. We're just looking at Ken Palm over/unders. Uh, Wake is favored to win. Notre Dame is playing better, though. Um, anything stand out to you on the Notre Dame side, Joseph?
0: Uh, Notre Dame still can't rebound. Uh, they're, they're a little soft on the inside. So to me, this will give us a, a wake play that we don't normally recommend.
1: Oh yeah. You're going to the, the former Colorado center power forward.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Why don't you tell us about Dallas Walton?
1: Yeah. So Dallas Walton at five X against Duke. Uh, and Joe, like you said, Notre Dame, it does not rebound. Well, Lischewski is back for Notre Dame, which, which isn't going to hurt them any. Um, but they really struggled on the board, so you could look at Dallas Walton down at 5,600. Uh, he'll have zero ownership. We can probably guarantee that because really, <laughs> when you look at Wake Forest, there, you know, it's Alondis Williams and and it's Jake Loderavia. So Lovia I mean, those Lovia. those are the guys that everybody plays, and and, and rightfully so. Uh, those are both viable options every single time they're on a slate if you have enough salary to play them. Um, but but Walton would be kind of a, a unique. Differentiator, uh, probably you know, fully high risk GPP play only, um, but but he does profile pretty well uh, against Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame side, you know, Blake Wesley, gosh, he he's got a lot of upside, Joe. He,
0: he does, he does. He can he can score the basketball, 34, 36 in his last two games, uh, 18 and 21 points. Um, you know, he, he made uh, longtime long time DFS stud Prentice Hubs a nothing. <laughs> Um, You know, I, I like Wesley. Uh, I, I don't mind, uh, maybe more so in cash games, uh, Dane Dane Goodwin. Uh, but this Notre Dame team, they're not super deep. We kind of know what we're going to get. Um, really no surprises. And I, I agree with you, though. I think this game is going to be overlooked a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I think so, too. Uh, like we mentioned, Leszewski's back. Um, he played 32 minutes last game had 24 DK points, but he was a guy who every once in a while would, would hit 30 DK, certainly not consistent, um, but might be a guy that Notre Dame needs his size down low to, to match up and, and, to crash the glass and, and to help on the, on the defensive glass as well. So another guy you could look at for only 5,200, pretty good price. You know, earlier in the year, he was 6,800. So we're
0: getting a nice discount and he appears to be fully healthy. And he's going to, yeah, he'll play 30 minutes. So that, that's a win right there. I like it, Joseph. Let's uh let's move on to the S- back to the SEC.
1: Yeah, and this will be interesting. Like I- I'm I'm gonna be really interested. One of the premier, uh, kind of shot blocking center matchups with with Colin Castleton and and Kessler. Uh, really interested to see what your thoughts are on this one, Joe. Uh, we've got Auburn as a six point favorite. Uh, Ken Palm's got that as over under of 140. Uh, the first game went 85-73. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they they had fireworks in the first game. But but Joe break this break this one down for us.
0: So let's talk about the first game first. 85-73. Auburn obviously won that game at home. But uh, Kessler fouled out. Uh, Castleton had 22 and 10 and Kessler fouled out of that game uh Castleton uh, you know he draws he's 35th in the nation at drawing fouls so um if Walker isn't careful he could get into trouble again so at 9300 i think there's uh there's reason to to fade him uh Kessler's been amazing lately but i that there, There is risk there. Um, in that game, though, Katie Johnson absolutely smashed. He's 6,600. Um, he's someone who probably enjoys the matchup and could have another good day. Um, Wendell Green, 7,300, is someone I like. He's had 30 DK and 405. Now, typically, we like Wendell Green in faster-paced matchups. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think if this one is more like the first meeting, 85-73, then green should be just fine. Um, Jabari Smith, he had a big one last time out, but now at seventy eight hundred, maybe I'm pausing a little bit there. Um, I, I really think Florida makes this a game bird. Um, do, do do you have any objections to that take? No, I, I
1: agree with you. I I saw the line. And I was like, ooh, this is kind of ripe for a trap city. Yeah, Florida money line potentially. Um, I, I think this will be a really fun game, and and I and I think that's what we needed like. That's that's our intent here, right? Like so, Kessler it has been a monster. He's been a, just an absolute DFS monster. There's reason to at least slow down and think about it against Castleton, who's a guy who who has a similar skill set, uh, kind of gets under people's skin a little light. bit. What's he's that?
0: Kessler. Yeah, I said he's
1: Kessler light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that he is. And, and but he had he just smashed this game. You know, the last time they played, he had 22 and 10. I think he had like 42 DK points, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle with with some of the other DFS options from Florida, so I don't know if there's anybody that stood out to you
0: uh so myron myron jones started last game uh and he can he can shoot it he's played 25 minutes and five straight um he's kind of their new version of noah Locke, if you remember him from the past couple florida teams he's going to shoot those open threes and hopefully knock them down so he's someone where if if auburn does go on upset alert is going to play well and on that same note appleby's the same way he's a big game player veteran at home i think he easily hits value at 5500 and is someone who could probably go for closer to 30 DK if this is a game.
1: Yep. And I always want Flanders Fleming to do well um, because he's (laughs) got a cool name, Uh, but he's up to 6,200 now. And and he really hasn't had that kind of like break the slate type of upside. So, you know, he's been more of a four X at that price point. So yeah, I probably probably not going to be in love with that one, but I I think you hit on all the big names that Wendell green at 7,300 is intriguing. He could, he could go bananas or he could, you know, he, he, Disappear but I, I think this is going to be a close game And he tends to play pretty well In those competitive environments
0: I, I agree and and Flanders Had the chance to take the keys of the car when yeah. uh, Castleton was hurt and he just didn't Do it yeah. so we might we might be still waiting And seeing on him yep when well, we've got Time um, hey another of- Another uh, l- another rock Solid 125 over under for this next One
1: yeah let's do this quick so Elijah Harkless out for the season which sucks Well tell everybody
0: really- who the teams are
1: Oh <laughs> Oklahoma, ISU, Oklahoma, Iowa State. So, yeah, over under 125, Iowa State is at home, and they're a three-point favorite. Uh, so, sorry about that, Bucketheads. Uh, <laughs> for the Sooners, Elijah Harkless is out for the year, which is horrible news. Um, this does give Mo Gibson kind of the green light to step up. We saw him last year, Joe, uh, have a lot of really high-scoring performances uh, mm-hmm. when he got that extra usage. I think he's still just a GPP play, but he was a guy we saw. You know, He, he could go, right, Joe?
0: Oh yeah, uh, we love Gibson. He, he he's a he's a player. Yeah, uh, he is. Uh, it's Porter um, Mosier's team now, but
1: well, yeah, that's the problem. Um, and, and you know Tanner Groves is all the way down to six K. Still leads the team in shot share. He had thirty two DK against Iowa State last time they played. Um, so he does have five X upside, but uh, he also has the potential to take a complete crap on your on your GPP lineup. So, um, otherwise, you know, from the Iowa State side. It's the Brockington show. They, they have a horrible mm-hmm. offense right now, so Brockington has a legitimate shot of, of taking 20 shots. Like That's that's a very possible thing, especially at home. Um, otherwise, Jazz Coonsie is a guy who's starting now. A uh, kid we watched a little bit at Washington State. Uh, he's played 27 minutes in back-to-back games. He's only 4,000 uh, and can get hot from three. Super, super high-risk play, but Iowa State needs somebody who can put the ball in the basket, and, and that's one of the things he can do as a stretch four.
0: I like that. Um, 8,100 8, with a 125 over-under for a guy who's going to take 20 shots. How do you balance that out? Do Does the the volume make you ignore the over-under or 8,100 too much for a game? That's
1: 125. I, I, I personally will probably look elsewhere, but I think people will look at the 125 over-under and say, I'm not going to play this game, which is fair, which is totally fine. And so I do think you could get Brockington for, for a really cheap price and and hope he hits 40. Um, I, 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 it's just really hard to have like a, like a smash the slate ceiling in, in a game of that has an over under of one twenty five.
0: Yeah. He had 20 in the first matchup, but didn't really do much else finished with 27 DK, but this is a guy who's gone for 40 uh, a couple of times in February. So it's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: Yep. He's a super good player. He's a super good player. So, uh, that's enough of that game. Let's go to another big 12 crapper. Uh, Kansas State at Oklahoma State uh, over under of 130. Oklahoma State is a favorite at home. and Kansas State's playing really, really good. The, the question here, Joseph, for you is, we, we know Nigel Pack's playing well. Mark Smith is playing well. Uh, Marcus Noel is playing well. Are you going to pay 7500 or more for any of those guys on the road against Oklahoma State?
0: No, I've watched too much Kansas State basketball over the last 10 years to, well, 5 years to to pay 7500 for any K-State player. The last Kansas State player that was worth 7500 was Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> so, that that's that's how long ago that that's how long ago they they've been worth paying that up for. And what stinks though is you you're right though. Though those three have played very well. And yeah, are great. Those three are the three-headed monster of this team, and there is very little production left left for the other K-State guys. So, if there's another K-State guy that you would consider, maybe it's McGurl, someone like that. It, 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 would Would you consider that?
1: Yeah, McGurl's playing more minutes. He was a guy we saw play pretty well last year, but like you said, it's it's truly a three-headed monster right now of Pac Smith and and uh, Noel. and so. I gosh, I I have a hard time now that he's especially he's priced up to 4,500. Um, he was below 4,000 for a little bit, which made that feel a lot better. I think if you wanted to get really really weird, Oklahoma yeah. State, yeah, <laughs> Oklahoma State is a is a really you know tall team. They've got a lot of a lot of forwards, a lot of length. Um, Kansas State is not uh, a tall team. They play really kind of undersized, which is why Mark Smith gets so many rebounds. But uh, Ismail Muhammad or excuse me, Ismail Mossad was a guy I think played at Wake Forest maybe, um, only 3,500, and he's gone 5X, 4X over the last two games. Uh, Weber had some really positive things to say about his length and his ability to to kind of help that team out as, a, as an undersized team. And so I wonder if he plays a little bit more tomorrow, and at 3,500, again, super high risk, but a, a guy that might be needed against that length of Oklahoma
0: State. I like it. Deep cuts. We got we got to give you a couple of deep cuts. What about uh, the OK State side? I, I saw a little bit of the Kansas game, and I think they played 46 guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's accurate. I think they they brought a couple <laughs> students with them, and they, yep. they just they played everybody. Yeah, they played. Ten players played over 10 minutes against Kansas, so that's kind of a nightmare. Uh, Musa Cisse, you know, former five star player, uh, maybe starting to figure it out. He's got you know six x and four x over his last two games. Um, still only plays about 20 minutes, but like we talked about, Kansas State doesn't have a lot of length, and, and so maybe he can have some a nice rebounding and 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 blocking performance down low. Uh, otherwise, you know Avery Anderson's probably their most consistent scorer, um, but his price is up to 6,200, so I'm not in love there. And, and again, they just have so much depth; it's really really hard to target you know one specific game. And, and with all the all the games on the slate, the over under of 130, I, I think there's just better options elsewhere.
0: Uh, this next game is a better option. It's Iowa and Ohio State. This is at Ohio State, and the Buckeyes are just four point favorites. Over/under here is one fifty eight. Before we get into this game, how about the uh, the buckethead bonus picking Murray uh, to go over the forty and a half? That's a big number, and he he hit as one of our three and O's. Well, I think that's one
1: nice thing that we don't we're not going to just play like these soft like chalky type of plays. Like we'll go out and make a bold call every once in a while and, and that was one to go over 40 DK points and, and he got there he had cramps in the game, fought through it, got over for the 40 D, uh, over price pick, 40 price pick. So, yeah.
0: Hero yeah. fans. Well, DK was 42.3. Uh oh. the game before that 56, the game before that 44, the game before that 55. So, he's the Beginning, middle and end for this Iowa team, outside of him, I don't really like anyone.
1: So, so I think the one exciting thing about this, when you think about those high, high scoring games, so you got an over under of 158 here, you have that Kentucky game with a super high over under uh, as well. so you, Oscar, uh, Keegan Murray, mm-hmm. E.J. Liddell, all priced super high. Obviously you can't play only, you can only play one of them, um, and sure? so I think that will spread out ownership, which I think is always a good thing.
0: No, I, I agree. Um, yeah, otherwise, you're <laughs> going to be taking some of our real, real bad stretch plays that we've oh given gosh. you so far, if you want to get a couple of them in. But it, not to get us off track, but if you had to pick between the three right now, gun to your head, who are you taking? Bang, you're
1: dead. You traded a
0: All right. All right. Let's get into the Ohio State side of things. That's a good transition. Um, So you you got Liddell. He's ninety six hundred. He's been just a complete stud. And this matchup couldn't be any more pristine. Um, Anyone else you're considering? What about Zed Key?
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. Maybe I need to take that back because Zed Key at forty five hundred in a game with this type of uh, pace and this type this many possessions. He's a guy who's got twenty seven DK, thirty one DK. 23 DK and his price has dropped, you know, 4,500 is very, very reasonable. If he goes out and gets 25 points at uh, 4,500, I mean, you're, you're super happy, right?
0: Yeah. And and if you're playing Liddell, you can't play key. Right. Yep. Yep. So, but I I think that's
1: a great pay down spot to help you get up to, to some of the higher price players. So if you wanted to stack this game and go Keegan Murray with, with Zed key, I think that's pretty viable
0: and then get the two guards from the uh, Bama Kentucky game.
1: Oh my gosh, we're starting to put a lineup together.
0: Oh. Well, hey, it's it's foundational. You know, again, yeah. we're 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 uh, turning over the puzzle pieces for you. You guys got to connect them. But yeah. we we found two that just were obviously. You know how like on the puzzle they would have the maker in the bottom right corner be like, "By Milton Bradley or whoever made the puzzle." But you could put the sentence together in two pieces. We found those two pieces. So it doesn't really yeah. count.
1: I think we do. What do you do with Malachi Branham? Have you do you play him much? Have you had much success with him? He's going to get a bunch of shots up.
0: I don't. Um, you know, I I just I I'll be honest. I need to watch more Ohio State. Um, this is kind of this the way they were last year for me as well. They would have these games where they would just go off and then. It's like so and so is really good. I just haven't watched enough of them to get a feel for them, so it's hard for me to plug someone in in my lineup just based on a game log, you know, um, just based on a, a shot share. Um, Sixty one hundred is super enticing, um, but I, I, until I see more of them, it's hard for me to make the call.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair, and, and that price has creeped up a little bit to the point where you know, if it was low fives, still, uh, he'd be he'd be really enticing in a GPP type of lineup. Uh, He should get up a bunch of shots uh, tomorrow. Iowa does not play defense. Um, Iowa side, uh, you know, so Chris Murray has looked pretty good. Uh, 6K price tag is starting to come up a little bit. Probably not in love with many of the other Iowa State options. Anybody stand out to you? Or excuse me, Iowa options. Anyone stand out to
0: you? No, I played Bohannon earlier in the week and he crapped the bed for me. You know, he had a 50 burger and then 21. So I thought at around at sub 5,000, I was going to get a decent game out of him. And he had 11. So since he's burned me recently, I'd probably stay away. Um, it's hard to argue 30 minutes, though, in a for a point guard in, in a game of this pace, uh, especially at that price point. But I, I don't know I, I, if I'm. Getting in on Iowa, it's probably going to be a find a way to get Keegan, but even then, 10K is a ton.
1: Yeah, it's it's so much. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. Iowa has struggled to find a true kind of point guard play. Um, so yeah, Bohannon maybe at 5600 is one of those flyers. You hope he just hits a bunch of threes, but otherwise, I think it's the studs and, and Zed Key.
0: Yeah, Zed Key, I like. Let's get into Clemson-Louisville, 70-79. Uh, they have the road team Clemson, a one-point favorite in this one. Over under here is back down to earth, 139. Not bad, definitely super high for Big 12 standards. But this ACC matchup features uh, P.J. Hall, who's just been a beast lately.
1: P.J. Hall's been unbelievable. Yeah, he's, he's going full ball hog mode, 31% shot share. I don't think Louisville has anybody who can stop him, especially since Malik Williams doesn't really play much anymore. Uh, would you agree with that?
0: No, that, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Anybody else stand you out from the stand out on the Tigers?
0: Uh, I don't know. Uh, Withers seems to be the one picking. Oh, for the for the Tigers. Yeah, oh, David Collins is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Dawes is a, Dawes can get. He's a little shot dependent, but I think he's a he's a tournament play as well. He took 11 threes against Florida State. That's a ton. Um, but you know, this is one of those games that. It, you know, if I'm not finding a way to get P.J. Hall at 8,200, I'm not sure if I Clemson has that number two that I'm gonna look and plug into my lineup. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, if you think Louisville's gonna go out and try to stop P.J. Hall and really focus on him, maybe it does open up David Collins, who was a guy who was getting pre- pretty consistent 30 DK efforts there for a while, has lost some shot share recently, but did have 31 DK last game out. Um, so I think he'd be a kind of a maybe a contrarian option. Uh, Joe, you hit a little bit on Louisville already with Withers. Um, might be Bill Withers' kid. Maybe you can lean on, lean on, lean me, on with me some some Withersy.
0: <laughs> no, no, he's getting Williams' minutes, so his, his price is starting starting to climb up a little bit. Um, he's still pretty playable at five thousand bucks, but I, I'm not as in love with it as much. Um, Dre Davis, a uh, little more interesting to me. Five X last couple of games played thirty plus minutes uh this Louisville team is still kind of a mystery uh as the with all the stuff that they've been through so I don't have a good good read on the squad did you see anything else I, I think those are the two best ones
1: you know LLS has been pretty good stepped into a shooting role lately but his price you know 5200 I guess he's still he's probably still playable as well um I'd probably lean withers if i had to pick somebody and i think like you said Dre davis is is cheap enough to where he's a he's an option as well i'd say they're all tournament options because louisville just has not been consistent at all this year yeah. you just really don't know what you're going to get game to game um, but at least their prices are super affordable uh which is which is a good
0: thing yeah i'll tell you what i did have a note on ellis I, you know He's gotten double-digit shot attempts in his last five. You know, in one of those games, he took 21 shots. Um, DK points have been 21, 24, 15, 34, and 24. So for 5,200, sounds like he's consistently going to be around that 4x mark. And when you're taking 21 shots, there's always GPP upside.
1: There is. I just wish he did something other than shoot. My no, Lord. no, that's
0: it. That's all, that's all he does. But he shoots so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, at that price, he can still get there.
0: right um definitely gonna need to get the biscuit in the basket though yes
1: that's no no diggity no doubt
0: i got a hot take on this last one lsu south carolina
1: tell me who's gonna play all the minutes for south carolina and i'll tell you that they're gonna do really well
0: well here's the thing uh so against kentucky this was three games ago frank martin played six guys Uh, which is contrary contrary to what he's done all season where he's played 15 guys or 10 guys, 12 minutes a game. So against Kentucky, they played really well that game at home. They ended up losing, but he played six guys. And in the next two games after that, his rotations have shrunk quite a bit following this formula Um, about these same six guys getting 20 minutes, only going seven or eight deep on his bench. And they've won the last two games. So, South Carolina, which has been a DFS disaster this year, all of a sudden looks quite like they have a lot of value. So if you look at the six guys who have been playing, the one that stands out first is Key Bryant. This is a guy who was a stud last year. He smashed all three of the last games, 39, 41, and 28 DK. He's 5,400. I assume he'll have massive ownership tomorrow. Wouldn't you, Bert?
1: Yes, massive ownership. I'd love to know why. Um, it took this long into the season to figure out that your best player should play a lot more minutes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cousinard's another one of those guys, 6X, 4X, 4X in the last three. He's 5,200. He's the one. He's another one getting 25-plus minutes. Uh, Wilton Levesque, who's uh, a center for them, 6X, 5X, 3X. Uh, they're going to need his size against LSU when they bring Days and Eason to their rim. Um, he doesn't get as many minutes as the others, um, but he's 4,500 and someone who could return value. Um, and just for the sake of record keeping Stevenson, uh, Reese and, uh, Carter are the other three that have been playing all the minutes. So with a much shorter bench and no one that I've mentioned being over $6,100, I think there's a lot of good options in the South Carolina game, uh, especially on that last tip of the night, if you want that late heat to kind of run someone down. Now, my hot take here over under here is one thirty. LSU's LSU is a six point favorite. Both these teams like to play fast this game can get sloppy at times because neither are the best at taking care of the basketball. Last year, uh, when they played, this game was 165 for a point total. So I, I like the over a ton here. Uh, if that and Now, granted, this is the Ken the Palm line. It isn't the Vegas line. Uh, tomorrow morning, I would expect it to be a little bit higher. But I think this game gets up and down. And I think uh, there's fantasy gold to be found on the South Carolina side. Then on the LSU side, not as much fantasy gold, but there's some plays I like there. But before I get into mine, Bird, who stands out for you for LSU?
1: Well, um, I, I think we just need to remind the bucket heads that we said this LSU team wasn't for real, and it turns out they're not for real. Uh True. Shocker. Uh, but True. anyways, back to DFS. Atari uh, Eason has been on just a complete heat check lately, 40-40 uh, and 55 DK. Uh, we're kind of Darius Days guys. We we really like him as well. Price is starting to come back up, uh, which isn't as fun. Um, but what else did you see from that LSU side?
0: Uh, Pinson's back. He's played in the last three games. He's only six thousand bucks. He's not shooting the ball that well, but he had ten assists last game, um, which definitely raises the floor. Um, I think he'll be leaned on quite a bit in this. LSU's guard play is a little bit of a little bit of a messy situation. I can't really make any other recommendations. Um, my two were Eason and days and really at 8,300 for a non-starter like Eason, uh, for what he's doing at 40, 40, 55, like you mentioned, he's just been uh, been on a tear lately. Uh, I have a hard time playing someone who's only going to get 26 minutes and come off the bench, but people who have been playing him, have been enjoying it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And South Carolina wants to play fast, um, and, and like you said, that with that with that shrunken I think this is going to be a really tight game. I think this will be a really fun game. I, you know, I could even do South Carolina money line and the over here, and and you know, I've, I've made worse
0: bets in my life. <laughs> I plan on making worse bets tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's a
1: fact. We're gonna to make tons of bad bets. It's gonna be awesome. But the good news for you, bucketheads, is we won't tweet about those. We just tweet or we just talk about all the good plays in DFS because that's what we're actually good at.
0: Yeah, it's CBB DFS, not CBB underscore bad bets. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, but mean, hey, that would be- uh, we'll also tweet the prize picks out tomorrow. We'll retweet the pod probably tonight and then tomorrow morning. We'll pop that again. Um, yeah. We got a full slate starting at 11 with uh, that last tip at one thirty, and then a n- full day of college basketball. Really after that bird, if there's one marquee matchup that you're going to sit down and tr- try to catch the most of tomorrow, what's it going to be? And let's pick something from the slate, even if you have plans. I don't want to hear about Kansas at seven.
1: Well, I'm gonna go watch my daughter play volleyball at 9, 11, and two tomorrow. So I, I'm hoping to go out with you tomorrow night and have some beers. And you can tell me all about all the great plays that we called out uh, on this project on this podcast.
0: Well, we've already given them a half of a lineup build with two guards and yeah. two forwards from the same game. So that that's a that's a pretty good start if you want to start there and then fill in the, fill in the blanks. Uh, we're gonna try to get back on the peep, Prize Picks horse. I don't want to say we're <laughs> we're gonna try to get back on the pee-pee horse. <laughs> that just sounds weird. Uh, with, with another three and O on Saturday, our favorite is hitting those three and Os on Saturdays because then we can just relish in it all Saturday afternoon and Sunday. So uh, we'll we'll be bringing that to you as well. Um, the Twitter is at CBB underscore DFS. The website is www.cbb-dfs.com. Bird's phone number is five five five. No, <laughs> uh, teasing. We're not doing that yet, right?
1: No, not yet. We'll do it someday. Uh, we'll probably be on the old Twitter sphere um, uh, Saturday night. If you guys get bored and you've got some thoughts or want to yeah. do a ask us anything type of thing, we'll we'll probably be around. So, yeah. uh, good luck, Bucketheads. Uh, we really want to see a tweet tomorrow that says, Hey, I won $10,000 today. I that love college awesome. basketball and CBB DFS.
0: that That's a great tweet. Hopefully, I can send it.
1: <laughs> I'd rather see I, our Bucketheads win. Ooh, I would too. You're right. Face. <laughs> all right. We're <laughs> off the say. rails here. Bucketheads,
0: we love you guys. See you guys. Winning all the money.